So we'll start off with the big news that dropped on Monday morning. Shams Charania of The Athletic and of Stadium. Uh, he reported that Kyrie Irving and the Brooklyn Nets are at an impasse about his future in Brooklyn. Um, this basically means that Kyrie Irving could end up on the open market. Charania said that the Los Angeles Lakers and the New York Knicks are expected to emerge as potential suitors. Now, here's the first thing about the situation with Kyrie. I was listening to Alan Hahn of MSG and of ESPN Radio in New York, and Kyrie really doesn't have any leverage. Kyrie's people and Kyrie thinks that they have leverage, but simply put, they don't. Um, they're they're handcuffed in this situation with with the contract and and um, and with the Nets because I mean you take a look at what Kyrie has coming this summer um, he can either opt out because he he's got this he's got the player option for this year he can opt out but the issue with opting out is that uh, no 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 good teams have the money to pay for Kyrie. Uh, only a couple of a handful of teams have the cap space. Some of those teams include um, the Detroit Pistons and the Oklahoma City Thunder. And let's be brutally honest, those teams are light years away from being competitive basketball teams. Um, so, I mean, if Kyrie really does not want to be a Brooklyn Net anymore and he opts out of his deal, he's probably going to end up in on a team like Detroit or like Oklahoma City, unless over the next few days we start to see a, a general manager start to move uh, money around to try to open that cap space. But simply put, with things being the way they are right now, Kyrie Irving, if he does end up on the open market, will probably have to take big money at an OKC or at a Detroit Pistons simply because none of the other competing teams have money. Excuse me. Now Kyrie can opt into his contract, but of course, if Kyrie opts into his contract, he'll be getting paid thirty plus million dollars, and um, you know, then Brooklyn has all the leverage. They can say, "No, Kai, we are not going to trade you. Uh, you are a Brooklyn Net, and you will see out the rest of this contract. And if you don't want to be here after the end of the contract, then so be it." Um, but it seems as though Kyrie, excuse me, it seems as though Kevin Durant. Um, because let's be honest, the Brooklyn Nets are not making this decision without going through Kevin Durant first. So um, it seems as though Kevin Durant has woken up and, and, and has realized that this is, as the kids say nowadays, it's simply not it. Um, this marriage is going to lead to a divorce. Uh, like I, I've said a couple of times, um, if KD, KD needs to divorce Kyrie Irving because this, this match was not a match made in heaven. So... How does this impact the Knicks? Again, Charania uh, tweeted that the Knicks would be interested in, in, or excuse me, are expected to emerge as potential suitors. Um, again, I don't know how. The Knicks don't really have the cap space at all. I think they're like under $6 million in cap. So um, not quite sure how. I don't know if Charania was just trying to, you know, get some clicks on his article or whatnot. Um, sure, Bobby Marks of ESPN probably has broken it down to a fine powder. But simply put, I'm going to bypass all of that and just simply say to the Brooklyn Nets and to Kyrie Irving, uh, thanks, but no thanks. Um, let's, let's, get the, let's get the obvious out of the way. Kyrie Irving is an exceptional 
basketball player. He is one of the best ball handlers this sport has ever seen. On a one-on-one battle between Kyrie Irving and the best defender in the NBA, I'm taking Kyrie Irving nine times out of ten to get to the basket and score a deuce or to break down the defender and perhaps do a little step back three because he has that in his arsenal in his arsenal there's no denying that Kyrie Irving is an exceptional basketball player he is otherworldly there I think Kyrie Irving should have been in the NBA 75 Kyrie Irving is much watch television and Kyrie Irving could take the Knicks um, into the playoffs but you have to ask yourselves, and you have to think long and hard, is Kyrie Irving worth the headache? And I think the simple answer to that is no. If you ask a Nets fan, all 72 of them, if they think acquiring Kyrie Irving was worth it, I believe most of them will say no. And if you find the outlier that says that he was worth it, then he is simply flat out lying to your face and that person should not be trusted. Kyrie has proven time and time again that he will flake out. He will leave his teammates hanging. He's a selfish me, me, me basketball player. Now that's only true for basketball purposes because the things that Kyrie Irving attempts to do I don't want to say attempts the things that Kyrie Irving does off the court to try to bring awareness to social equality to African Americans and to minorities here in the United States that deserves um, that deserves his its flowers that deserves a round of applause but let's talk primarily about basketball right now he claims that he and and Kevin Durant are all cool that they're all buddy buddy and and you know they they join forces to team up in Brooklyn but let's be real the Kyrie Irving Kevin Durant era in Brooklyn was a laugher it was a stinker Um, and Kyrie Irving is much to blame for it because he left Durant out to dry time and time again over three years The three years that they spent together in Brooklyn, Durant and Irving took the court together 44 times, just a little bit more than half a normal season. And again, I don't think basketball is his top priority. I think he'd rather fight for equality for African-Americans, which again, perfectly fine with me. It deserves a standing ovation. It deserves a raucous, raucous, raucous. It deserves a reverberating standing ovation. That's what happens when you try to use words that you don't know. He deserves a, reverbing, a reverberating standing ovation to f- for this fight of social injustice. Um, but there are some questions sometimes as to whether or not he's being 100% truthful. Again, he'll take breaks from playing and he won't be 100% clear with the fans as to why he is not playing. In my opinion, fans will always deserve an explanation, no matter how much Kyrie Irving or an athlete, period, it doesn't have to be Kyrie Irving, could be Aaron Judge not signing his contract with the Yankees. It could be, um, you know, Kyrie Irving with, with, with uh, why he's not playing. I feel as though fans, uh, why the Knicks have been inept over the past 25 years. I think fans deserve an explanation because without the fans, simply put, there is no NBA. There's no MLB. There's no NHL. There's no NFL. Simply put. Without fans, sports are nothing. So I always feel as though fans deserve an explanation. And Kyrie Irving has not been 
100% clear with his explanations time and time again. And, and how do we know Kyrie Irving will not take an extended break from basketball next time an African-American gets murdered at the hands of a white police officer? Because let's be honest, it's bound to happen again. It's the United States. That's unfortunately the awful truth. And I don't know if we're ever going to see the end of it. But I digress on that. Moving on. Let's talk about the spotlight that Kyrie Irving would be in. This would be the brightest spotlight Kyrie Irving has ever stepped into in his career. He went to school at the Patrick School in New Jersey, which is an elite basketball school, but um, an elite high school in New Jersey for basketball. But um, let's be honest, if you're not going to a Montverde or you're not going to an IMG or an Oak Hill I don't know if you're getting that type of national attention that, that you think you might be getting. Um, so that so high school has been spoken about. Uh, he went to go play at Duke. Yeah, Duke is, is one of the most storied college basketball programs in the world. Them, UNC, Kansas, uh, they're up there. Duke is up there. But uh, how many games did Kyrie Irving play at Duke? Eleven. He played 11 games at Duke. People forget that. He, he got hurt um, early on in the season and sat out most of the season. And, and when it came time to the NCAA tournament, he wasn't able to get his team past the Sweet 16. So there, there goes the opportunity to go to the Elite Eight, to the Final Four, the bright lights of the Elite Eight, the Final Four, and the national championship at the NCAA level, at the amateur level. We move on now to, to uh, his professional career. Got drafted by the Cleveland Cavaliers. We all know what Cleveland is. I've been to Cleveland. It's not New York. It's not, you know, it's not Miami. It's not Los Angeles. It's Northeast Ohio, you know. Um, and when Kyrie first got drafted by the Cavaliers, the Cavaliers were god-awful. And nobody would bat an eye. Nobody really cared because it's the Cleveland Cavaliers. Everybody was, uh, was, was so caught up at that point in time on what was happening in Miami with LeBron and Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. People were caught up on what was happening in Dallas with Dirk Nowitzki and J.J. Barrell. What was happening in San, Anto in San Antonio with Tim Duncan, Manu, Tony Parker. Nobody cared about what was happening in Cleveland back then. Nobody cared. Nobody cared that the Cavaliers were winning 20 games a season. People started to care when LeBron returned to Cleveland. That's when people started to, to once again bat an eye at, at Northeast Ohio. Especially in this time. I mean, uh, I mean yeah, you had the Indians, uh, excuse me, the, 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 the Guardians, who back then were the Indians, but they were playing well. They made the World Series in, what, 2016, did the, did the Cleveland Indians? 2015, no, 2015 was the Mets and the Royals. I think it was 2016 against the Cubs um, that the Indians were good. Uh, but again, there's simply not a ton of media attention in Cleveland, simply put. And, and when the Cavaliers were good and they were getting all this media attention, we have to be frank. It was because LeBron James was there. And LeBron James, LeBron James is this era's Michael Jordan. LeBron James is going to go down as one of the, if not the best players, uh, best player that has ever played in this sport. 
And LeBron James is the one who carried the Cavaliers to a title that season. One clutch shot by Kyrie Irving does not negate the fact that LeBron James is the reason why the Cavaliers won their title. We move on. He left Cleveland. Why did he leave Cleveland? Because he was upset he wasn't the guy. So he ran away from Cleveland and he fled to Boston. At that point, and still up to this point, the Celtics are the most storied franchise that Irving has ever played with. And it has been the biggest spotlight Kyrie has played under. And what happened in Boston? He absolutely crumbled and folded and cowered into a fetal position. Ton of banners at TD Garden, and Kyrie Irving could not handle the Bostonian pressure. That Celtic green jersey, that, that jersey is heavy. Like Cameron Maben says of the Yes Network, the pinstripes, the Yankee jersey, the pinstripes are heavy. And it's the equivalent with basketball and the Celtics. When you put Celtics across the chest, when you put Boston across the chest in that green, that jersey is heavy. It comes with a ton of expectations, especially when you're running with these young dudes named Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, who are supposed to be the, the, the one-two, you, Kyrie Irving. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum were supposed to be the one-two, three, knockout punch for the Boston Celtics. And guess what? They were unable to get anything done in Boston. So what did Kyrie Irving do? He quit. He quit after two seasons. And guess what? It worked out for Jalen Brown. It worked out for Jason Tatum. It worked out for the city of Boston. You know why? What's the, what's the title that the Boston Celtics currently hold? Eastern Conference Champions. The Celtics were the ones who eliminated Kyrie Irving and the Brooklyn Nets in a sweep in the first round. Fair to say that the, that the ugly breakup between the Boston Celtics and Kyrie Irving went well for the city of Boston. I don't think there's any debating on that part. So he ran away from Boston and he, wanted, and he ended up in Brooklyn, ducking the bright lights of Manhattan. Uh, he teamed up with Kyrie Irving, uh, excuse me, he teamed up with Kevin Durant, did Kyrie Irving, uh, and they strategically decided to play for the Brooklyn Nets, knowing that the media and the city would not give a rat's behind if they failed. Because guess what? They ducked the bright lights of Madison Square Garden and of Manhattan. They claim that playing at Madison Square Garden isn't cool. They claim that playing for the Knicks isn't cool. But come on, we, everybody saw right through them. They wanted to avoid the scrutiny that comes with being a Nick in case it didn't work out. Imagine, imagine if Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant came to the Knicks and had the same results as they've had in Brooklyn. Oh, we would never stop hearing about it. We would never stop hearing, oh, James Dolan back at it, signed two superstars but can't get it done. There's a reason why, why the Brooklyn Nets got swept in the first round and nobody batted an eye. Nobody cares about what happens in Brooklyn. So he ducked the bright lights of Manhattan. And after a combination of injuries, a global pandemic, vaccination mandates that he just simply refused to, to abide with, that is just absolutely asinine to me, but I digress. Uh, after a combination of injuries, a global pandemic, vaccination mandates, and more failures without the help of LeBron James, Kyrie Irving is running away again. 
once things go south, if he becomes a Nick or a Laker for that for that chance, because I mean, Sharania did say that the Lakers are expected to emerge as a potential suitor. Don't be surprised if things don't work out if Kyrie Irving takes the first exit. Simply put, he's not one to to step into the spotlight. He is not one to to be able to handle. I don't think he's mentally tough enough to handle the the bright lights that come with being a New York Nick or a Los Angeles Laker. Now that I say all of this, I think it's a good idea for Kyrie Irving to become a Detroit Piston or an Oklahoma City Thunder. Small media market. You won't get killed as much as you do here in New York. And and lastly, the last reason why I don't think Kyrie Irving should sign with the Knicks um, is is his health. It's a little bit a bit of a lazy take, but I mean it's also somewhat fact. I think Kyrie Irving's body is starting to fail on him. Um, six years ago, in excuse me, seven years ago, my goodness, in 2015, he needed surgery on his kneecap that ended his season. In 2018, a minimally invasive procedure suddenly became a season-ending injury. In 2019, he needed season-ending shoulder surgery. In 2021, he suffered an ankle sprain in the playoffs. Given, yes, I can understand the, the Brooklyn Nets gripe, or the Brooklyn Nets fans gripe, uh, thinking that it was a bit of a dirty play by Giannis Antetokounmpo. I think it was just an unfortunate sequence of events and an unfortunate basketball injury. But this is, this is starting to become a long list of injuries for Kyrie Irving. The reason that he missed most of the season uh, his, most of his freshman season at Duke is because he had a toe, a toe injury. I believe it was a toe ligament that, um, that Kyrie Irving injured, and that's why he only played 11 games. It's a long list of injuries for Kyrie Irving. Look, uh, the Knicks are infamous for making horrid decisions, particularly over the last 20, 22, 25 years, whatever. Uh, the last time the Knicks were in the NBA Finals was 99. So from 2000 to today, 2022, we're talking 22 years of just absolute horrid basketball, horrid front office decisions. An acquisition for Kyrie Irving, whether it's via trade or whether it's um, clearing up cap to sign him as a free agent, would simply add to a laundry list of awful decisions. Have Kyrie go out west. Have Kyrie go to Detroit, go to OKC, or let him go out and crumble under the L.A. sun. Let him be LeBron James's problem, not the Knicks's. All right, so moving on, this is the last pod before the NBA draft, which is slated for Thursday, June 23rd. So in, in about two days or so, we will find out who will be the next Nick. To, to join the, the, the storied franchise, and, and I simply just don't know what's going to happen. Um, this draft is going to be incredibly intriguing. Um, the Knicks, as we all know, have the 11th pick in the draft, but there has been a ton of rumors regarding what the Knicks will do in the draft. Um, First rumors that we heard of was a couple of weeks ago when the Knicks were maybe trying to talk to the Indiana Pacers, see if they wanted the 11th pick. Maybe the Knicks could get Malcolm Brogdon um, as as a point guard. Now there are rumors coming out that maybe Jaden Ivey out of Purdue could be linked to the Knicks. However, 
there is absolutely no way that Jaden Ivey will be available for the Knicks at number 11. So Leon Rose, the president of the Knicks, is going to have to make some moves if he's enamored with Jaden Ivey. Um, you know, the first three picks, depending on the order, uh, we're not 100% sure what the order will be, but the consensus does seem to be that some variation of, of Chet Holmgren, uh, Paolo Boncaro, and uh, and uh, Jabari Smith will go one, two, three in the draft. And it looks as though Jaden Ivey is now solidifying himself as the fourth best prospect in the 2022 NBA draft. Now, there are some interesting quotes that happened on Monday. Monday was quite an eventful day, or interesting quotes that were said on Monday. Monday was quite an eventful day for the Knicks. Um, Jaden Ivey sounds like he's interested in becoming a New York Nick. He said, quote, could be situations where I land in New York. Um, again, there's no way that the Knicks will be able to pick him at number 11. Um, so their, their best option if they want to pick up Jaden Ivey is to try to trade up and, uh, make a, make a move with the Sacramento Kings who own the fourth pick. Um, apparently, reportedly, Jaden Ivey does have some reservations about joining the Sacramento Kings, which is completely understandable. You want to talk about franchises that have been dysfunctional over the past 22 years or so, the Sacramento Kings and the New York Knicks must be 1A, 1B in regards to that. Um, Jaden Ivey does, of course, like, like a smart player, like a smart young player, um, did his best to... Um, try to negate those those rumors, try to dispel those rumors, saying that he's had no contact with the organization, which, again, does raise eyebrows. We are two days away from the NBA draft, and Jaden Ivey hasn't had any contact with the Sacramento Kings. I mean, what are the Kings thinking? Uh, are they going to run with De'Aaron Fox? I mean, De'Aaron Fox is going to need a, a, a two-guard, too, Um or maybe De'Aaron Fox can become the two guard and Jaden Ivey can become the one guard. But again, the fact that the Kings have had no contact with Jaden Ivey does raise a ton of eyebrows. Um, but here's an interesting quote from Jaden Ivey. If I got drafted there, it wouldn't be the worst option. I can't pick. I'm not the GM who picks the guys. So I'm just trying to enjoy this process and whatever happens on draft night we're going to stick to it. Again, it seems as though Ivy is not freezing out the Kings, but again, uh, the fact that it, it doesn't it just doesn't seem like he wants to go out to Northern California. It's not a conscious decision, he said. I never really made the decision not to talk to Sacramento. It just kind of happened. So, I mean, again, that's very hard to believe that Again, Jaden Ivey and the Sacramento Kings, potentially the fourth best prospect and the fourth team or the team with the fourth pick in the draft have not had contact. And that just so happened to 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 occur like that. It, 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 I have a ton of questions about that. But let's take a look a little bit deeper at Jaden Ivey. He's represented by CAA. CAA is the... It's at the agency that Leon Rose and William Wesley used to be employees of. 
Ivy's agent is Aaron Mintz, who also represents Julius Randle. Obviously a tremendous opportunity, a tremendous organization in the New York Knicks, Ivy said. Obviously, I'd be honored to play there. I think they recently I think they recently just played in the playoffs. I feel I can complete I can complement that organization and help them win if they drafted me. Again, it sounds a ton as though Jaden Ivey wants to become a Nick. Again, Alan Hahn, uh, I was listening to Alan Hahn, and he said that this is giving him Steph Curry to the Knicks vibes back in, in uh, tw- 2009, I believe, was when Steph Curry got drafted. Curry wanted to become a Nick. He wanted to become a Nick, and unfortunately for the Knicks, the Warriors picked them up a pick before New York, and the rest is history. And again, you take a look at the true point guards that are on the Knicks. You really only have Derrick Rose, and Derrick Rose has not played basketball in seven months now. I mean, he, he last played in December. The Knicks are looking to fill that point guard hole. Uh, again, Jalen Brunson will become a free agent. The Kyrie Irving situation is is becoming something, but again... Outbidding the Dallas Mavericks for Jalen Brunson, I don't think that's going to happen. Kyrie Irving getting traded to the Knicks in a sign and trade, uh, that's just silly to me. Again, look at the listen to the last, uh, to the last, uh, you know, the first 15 minutes of the pod. Uh, you can understand, you'll understand my feelings on, on the Kyrie Irving situation. And again, like I said at the top of this segment, a feasible option would be dealing for uh, Malcolm Brogdon of the Indiana Pacers. Um, according to ESPN, the Pacers, the Wizards, the Pistons are all also interested in trading with the Kings to draft Ivy. Now the Knicks, according to Ian Begley, are interested in perhaps letting go of multiple first-round picks. So... Um, if the, if the Kings feel as though that they get a good package, uh, with a ton of future first round picks, the Knicks also have Emmanuel quickly, which I wouldn't be in love giving away. Quentin Grimes, Obi Toppin. I don't know if I want to give up Obi Toppin because then that means we'll be stuck with Julius Randle, but it's business. Basketball is a business. If the Knicks are really, really in love with Jaden Ivey, you might have to give up an Emmanuel quickly. You might have to give up Quinton Grimes. You might have to give up Obi Toppin. I don't know if they'll give up Obi Toppin. I don't know if the Kings will take Obi Toppin because they have DeMontis Sabonis. They can maybe move DeMontis Sabonis to the center spot and give Obi Toppin some run, the run that he deserves at the four. Um, The Pistons are also interested. They own the fifth pick. They're actually just one of two teams to host Ivy for a workout. The Magic were the other one. The Magic have the first pick. Um... Jaden Ivey can play on the ball. He can play off the ball. It's going to become very, very interesting. Again, Ian Begley reported that the Knicks um, are are willing to part ways with multiple first-round picks in a package for the number four pick. Um, But it seems as though Jaden Ivey is a target for the Knicks if they do trade up. Here's what I think will happen on draft night. I have two scenarios. Either the Knicks trade up to the fourth pick and get Jaden Ivey and they get rid of multiple first round picks and a couple of young players or 
They trade out of the 11th spot. They get Malcolm Brogdon, and they drop down into the draft. They, they look to, to, uh, to trade down. That's what I think will be happening on Thursday. Um, it, again, it's going to be super interesting what happens on Thursday. There's just so much, so much, uh, so many variables here in this situation um, when it comes to the draft. You have Jaden Ivey potentially trading. You got uh, trading up for, for Jaden Ivey, potentially trading down and getting Malcolm Brogdon, potentially. Um, uh, potentially signing uh, Jalen Brunson, potentially signing or trading for Kyrie Irving, which I think is the least possible situation. Um, it's going to be intriguing. It's going to be a whirlwind. It's going to be quite an interesting bas- NBA offseason that is going to begin on Thursday. And then guess what, guys? July 1st is, what, next week? 10 days from now? 11 days from now? free agency is going to open up. So things are about to get nutty. Things are about to get wacky. And uh, the next time that I record, we'll find out who the newest member of the New York Knicks will be. Will it be Jaden Ivey? Will it be Malcolm Brogdon? Or will it be someone else that we haven't mentioned over the last 10 and a half minutes in this second segment? It's going to be incredible. It's going to be buckle, buckle your seatbelts. Because this is about to get rowdy, this is about to get wild, and it's about to get fun. What is going on? I'm Manny Rodriguez. This is the Knicks Nation podcast presented by New York Sports Nation. New York Sports Nation, enhancing your New York fan experience. It's draft week, guys. Things are about to get crazy. A couple of rumors about a disgruntled superstar across the river. His connections to potentially becoming a Nick. Who will be drafted by the Knicks? Will it be at 11? Will it be at 4? Let's break it down into a fine powder. Let's talk basketball. There you have it. Another podcast in the books. I mean, what more can you say? It, it was quite a month. I, I was kind of freaking out going into, into, to, into this week because there wasn't really much rumors. You know, there wasn't much talk, um, you know, just looking at tape and trying to dissect these players, trying to find their weaknesses, trying to find their strengths. And then all of a sudden on Monday, we get two bombshell news, one of Kyrie Irving, one of Jaden Ivey. Buckle up, guys. Like I said, buckle up because things are about to get crazy. But the next time we'll speak, we'll find out who the newest member of the Knicks will be. I'm Manny Rodriguez signing off. This has been the Knicks Nation podcast presented by New York Sports Nation. New York Sports Nation, enhancing your New York fan experience. Catch you next time. Go New York. Go New York. Go.